Evie and I have just returned from a really lovely couple of weeks in Italy, including a wonderful couple of days in Florence, such an amazing city. And we stayed, to our amazement, in an incredible historic hotel, which was right in the center of the city, on the side of one of the piazzas, with an incredibly decorated room. It's the first time I've ever taken a photo of a hotel bathroom ceiling. It was incredible. But something that you always worry about when you're abroad is the hospitality. How will you overcome the language barrier? The thing that made all the difference to us in Florence was the welcome that we received. The hospitality was amazing. And it made our visit to the city something really special. All are welcome. All are welcome. Words we just sang a few minutes ago in that modern hymn, Let Us Build a House by Marty Hogan. But words which are often that much easier to say or sing than to live and to practice. So I wonder, as we reflect on this morning's readings, how can we practice welcoming hospitality to others, especially those who are different from us? How can we truly welcome all? In this morning's gospel reading, Jesus is invited to a dinner party at the home of a local dignitary, one of the leaders of the Pharisees, we're told. And it's here as they observe Jesus closely and as Jesus observes them that he challenges them about the quality of their hospitality and their welcome. Where they have become obsessed with position and status at the table, Jesus challenges them to practice hospitality which is characterised instead by humility and service. And where they have limited their welcome to those they've deemed worthy, Jesus challenges them to welcome the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind, those who couldn't ever manage to repay the favour. Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live, a place where saints and children tell how hearts learn to forgive. At the heart of Jesus' challenge is the observation that for these guests, their relationships have become conditional on the reward that they bring. Rather than an informal gathering of friends, you can imagine this as the kind of tense, competitive dinner where the great and the good and those aspiring to be the great and the good are all vying for position and status amongst themselves. Rather than truly loving relationships, instead the set of relationships around the table has been reduced to a set of transactions. Each person trying to improve their place and the host trying to earn favour from their guests. (coughs) In today's transactional, consumerist culture, this caution is more relevant than ever. 
in our lives, it can be so easy for our hospitality, our community, our friendships to be reduced instead to consumerist transactions, conditional on the potential return for us, whether this is an increase in status, in popularity, or in opportunity. I certainly find this trap so easy to fall into in my own life. I find myself subtly managing which friends to invest in based on those I need or want to get something out of, rather than those who might actually need my care and support. I find myself engineering my Facebook profile so that it shows only the best bits of my life, but none of the worst, and competing for my posts to get the most likes. You've got a whole load of holiday photos coming your way, by the way, those who are friends with me on Facebook. And in the life of the church, we can so easily fall into the same trap, saying to ourselves, well, we're not likely to see them on a Sunday, so why bother with them? But God's way, the way of Christ's kingdom isn't about transactions. It's about unconditional love and welcome. About hospitality offered to those who could never manage to pay it back. About giving without ever expecting to receive in return. About emptying ourselves as Christ emptied himself rather than increasing our own status. This is the picture of God's upside-down kingdom, which we find in our reading from the Hebrews and in our first reading from the wisdom of Sirach. A rare but valuable opportunity in the Sunday lectionary to get a glimpse of one of the books of the Apocrypha, outside of the normal historic canon of Scripture, but valuable nonetheless. As the author writes, echoing, I think, the words of Mary's Magnificat. The Lord overthrows the thrones of rulers and enthrones the lowly in their place. The Lord plucks up the roots of nations and plants the humble in their place. The way of the kingdom is a way of humble service and sacrifice. A kingdom where the poor and the marginalised, those in need, those who are reduced to sleeping in tents in the high street, those who are elderly or isolated at home, those who feel they're stuck in impossible situations. These are the people, Jesus tells us, should be invited to our banquet. And these are the people who are lifted up to the places of honour in the wedding feast of Christ's kingdom. Let us build a house where love is found, in water, wine and wheat, a banquet hall on holy ground, where peace and justice meet. As Christ offers to us unconditional welcome to his kingdom feast, and models to us the way of humble service and sacrifice. 
so we too are called to model that same hospitality to others. So how can we truly welcome all in our lives and in our life as a church? Will we model inclusion, celebrating the diversity in our community and providing for those with additional needs? Will we model true love and care within our church family, visiting those who might be isolated or lonely, supporting those who are going through difficult times? And in a world that models transactional friendship, will we pursue real caring relationships amongst our friends, our family, our neighbours and our colleagues? Because as we are invited to the Lord's table this morning, Christ welcomes us too into a whole new way of being. We're welcomed to acknowledge our failings and our brokenness and set free to try again. We're welcomed to set aside our need for security and status and nourished and sustained with the bread of life. We're welcomed into love without limit and empowered to extend that same unconditional love to others. All are welcomed by God in order that in turn our lives may welcome all. Let us build a house where all are named, their songs and visions heard, and loved and treasured, taught and claimed, as words within the word. Amen.